The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. Hi, I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. Hi, Terry. Hi. And today, we are blessed to welcome back Dr. Neralee Duffy. Hi, Neralee. Hi. Hi, Neralee. The focus for today's program is one we've recently addressed and one we feel could use a little more attention, marijuana. Mm. Yeah. Applause in the background. (laughs) 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 Well, the first question we'd like to put on the table is this. We did before, we want to continue on this topic for the time being at least, and that is, is it really innocent and benign? Or is there perhaps something deeper and nefarious at work behind the scenes that would like us to believe that marijuana is safe and harmless? So I'll throw that out there. Is it safe? Well, it's really interesting because there's been two new studies come out, one a 20-year study and one a... um a study of about 4,000 people. And um, it's... It's very compelling. It's starting to show that it really is not safe. And in fact, if you choose to smoke marijuana, you're probably going to be playing Russian roulette with your health. And just the physical, mental, emotional side of things is absolutely astounding. And I hope we get to be able to talk a little bit in the program about the results of this study because it's pretty astounding. Well, you know, we can go there now because I think one of the things we talked about before we really want to emphasize is that as benign as it is portrayed to be, and I say that advisedly because there are forces out there that want us to believe, because, I mean, obviously states have passed referendums that have allowed it to be used in regular life. Mm-hmm. It affects the brain. It affects mm-hmm. the cells. It mm-hmm. affects DNA. I mean, it affects our uh, ability to focus. I mean, so many different ways in which it is not good. How do they miss that? How do people not realize and there's, know, an, it's a there's, bad, a whole other, there's a whole other aspect of that that I hope, again, we can get into in the, in the program, which is how the drug actually works on your brain and on your spiritual centers. And that has a lot to do with how it interacts and how it plays out. And so the very people that are using the drug are the ones that are defending it because it's actually poisoning certain centers in the brain that have to do with pleasure. And so you, you're like the little, the little rat that goes around in the, in the cage and you're just going round and round and round because you're seeking more pleasure. Yeah. And then that ties into the whole spiritual thing, which is really what is it they're seeking? The Ascended Master St. Germain says that they are actually seeking the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. wholeness, but the drug does not deliver. You know, and that is an incredibly important point we want to make today. We'll probably make that repeatedly. Let's go back for a moment. I guess this is funny. Well, I mean, we we asked the question, is it safe? You know, 
Yeah. No, it's not. Show's over. So, so yeah, no, <laughs> you know? but, but and there's you, a lot of information. And you never hear anybody talk about the fact that it's there's a nefarious force at work. I mean, where does that get covered in, in the news media? Well, and <laughs> They don't we know were, what they don't know. We were yeah. just saying earlier that it's very similar to the situation with alcohol and tobacco, which everybody knows is not safe. Mm-hmm. And um, in the past decades, that kind of research was basically – you know, walled off and, and it wasn't able to be published and not promoted and not be able to, to be talked about, even though researchers knew it. And I think it's happening now that this information is also coming out about well, the marijuana. I think one of the sad things is that we become, not we, but anybody who uses marijuana based on the fact that it's lawful in some places, become guinea pigs. Yeah. Because the studies, as you've already pointed out, we'll get into this in more depth in a moment, but a 20-year study yeah. and a combined study, I think three different major studies that were done with 4,000 participants, the evidence is unequivocal. Yeah. It isn't as if they're saying, well, there's a marginal difference between the good and the bad. They are saying, literally, this is terrible. It is not anything that's even cl- close to being a, a coin toss. Right. And, when, and one study's author says, you know, if cannabis isn't addictive, then neither is heroin. <laughs> you know, And that brings me to the subtlety of it, which is it's very hard to overdose on cannabis, mm-hmm. but you can overdose on heroin. And then it feeds into the thing, oh, it's really harmless. But the... The insidiousness of this mm-hmm. one. I mean, everybody knows heroin, you know, like, hello. Yeah. But this one is, is way more insidious, and that ties into the spiritual equation, which I hope we're going to get into, too. Well, we will. Uh, we've, got, we've gotten some email, of course, on the subject. We expected that we would. And one of the, the themes, I guess, um, that we've heard is, well, but it's so harmless. I mean, it, it's, I'm not hurting anybody. It's all peace and love and, and, and grooviness, and there's, there's not anything bad about this because I'm being... So at, I, I'm, I'm just a calm being in a sea of peace. You know, I know. I mean, but I mean, I think what they don't get is that, yes, in the moment, perhaps, that's the feeling that you, that you have, a certain, that, that pleasure-seeking, that euphoria. But it's the long-term effects of it that you have to weigh into this equation, which people are not doing. They're very short-sighted in this regard, and they're not looking at what it might look like down the road. And it's almost not their fault, I want to say that carefully, because it's the drug told. itself that meshes with them through the dark spiritual forces and then that makes them think that it is harmless because it's destroying the very centers in the brain that actually would tell you hello this is harmless that's why it's so insidious well and and you you know let me just throw in you know we have fun going back to the things that i remember that a lot of people don't oh yeah cave (laughs) cave painting i think (laughs) (laughs) painting. i remember black and white television The the doctor in his lab coat, sitting on the corner of the desk oh, yeah. with a camel cigarette in his hand, saying, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarettes. <laughs> and so there is a force at work that knew that these, these products were harmful mm-hmm. way before uh, we finally found out. So we, we, we find authority figures yes. to promote whatever the point is we want to make. And they've done the same thing with the marijuana. Well... <laughs> Okay, can I talk about the study? <laughs> let's, let's go to the <laughs> yeah, study. Yeah. Let me tell you about this one. This is a 20-year study, um, and it finally demolishes claims that smoking pot is harmless. And this is uh, October 2014. This definitive 20-year study showed that, and this is by a professor, Wayne Hall. And, and by the way, this is very recent, obviously, October yeah. 2014, so we're not hearkening back no. to... 
20-year-old evidence or information. No, and th- but this is retrospective, so it's very important. They're mm-hmm. following in the history of these people. So Professor Wayne Hall, he's a drugs advisor to the World Health Organization, says it's just absolutely compelling. Here's some of the statistics in this study. One in six teenagers who regularly smoke the drug become dependent and are going on to stronger drugs. It doubles the risk of developing psychotic disorders, including things like schizophrenia, bipolar illness. Have you ever wondered why that seems to be mm-hmm. increasing? I mean, look at all the the rock stars and the, and the film stars and all the people that seem to be, you know, oh, suddenly they're bipolar. Driving after smoking cannabis doubles the risk of having <coughs> a car crash. That's probably not surprising. No. And, um, you know, currently... It's just quite compelling, and they do worse at school. They, it appears to uh, impair their intellectual development, and smoking while pregnant reduces the baby's birth weight. I mean, that's a whole discussion right there. And they're finding it's even harder for people to, who are dependent on cannabis to get through the withdrawal than even for heroin because they really don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's just one study, and what he's saying is, it's kind of impossible to take a fatal overdose of cannabis, so it appears to be less dangerous at first glance than heroin or cocaine. But what they're actually finding is, especially among teenagers, which we know that the rate of, of smoking um, marijuana is going up, leads to long-term mental health problems and addiction. Yeah. And rates of recovery from cannabis dependence among those seeking treatment are similar to those for alcohol. So even if they're trying to recover, it's a hard road. Well, and here's some more facts that have been uncovered in various studies, including the one you're mentioning. And that is that the, the major psychoactive ingredient, which is THC, is stored in the brain and also in the sex glands and in fatty tissue. So it doesn't just leave the body after it's been in there for a little while. It stays there for a long time. Um, according to another uh, study that was, I think, published in Lancet, in the, the British Journal of Medicine, uh, found that regular marijuana use causes damage to the process of cell division. Mm. And the marijuana users have a have normally high number of genetically damaged children. Mm-hmm. And this was published through a report by a geneticist named Dr. Amari Morishima. And he found that... Um, the incidence of cells missing a full chromosomal complement was twice as great amongst marijuana smokers as non-smokers. And, that, and that's not just for the genetic um, you know, abnormalities in the children, which is tragic, but your chances of getting cancer are like double. You know, and and it, and it occurs faster. You know, you can be smoking and get lung cancer, but it's going to happen faster and more frequently with marijuana, all kinds of cancer. Well, you know, and they're finding those links. And they are, and there's another link too that's very uh, scary, and we'll get to this when we get into the spiritual consequences segment in a few moments. And that is that uh, marijuana users are seven times more likely to attempt suicide. Right, and and you're talking now about this Australian study yeah. by the National Drug and Alcohol Research Centre at the University of New South Wales. Mm. They studied almost 4,000 people. They combined three large, long-running studies, and they examined the data absolutely crushing information, seven times more likely to attempt suicide, yeah. 60% less likely to complete high school or university, 18 times more likely to become dependent, oh seven times, you know, I said about the suicide, um, eight times as likely to use illicit drugs. And then they find they're much more likely to be on welfare and they're much more likely to be actually unhappy. It's very dependent behavior. They're unhappy. They've asked them, you know, are you happy? No. Yeah. 
You know, so, I mean, the so very thing that they're seeking, they're more, not getting. More use is going to increase the economy? It's going to help the economy then? Well, no, it's not. Because no. if you have a population that is more passive, that has got all these health problems, problems Mm -hmm. that is unproductive that has not graduated from school that is mentally ill that is more likely to commit suicide what does that do to your productivity and your you know gross national product Mm -hmm. and your and and you're just going to have more i mean more likely to be on welfare yeah you know it's it's a sad thing i guess in answering this question is it safe you know i think we we've come up with only a scratching of the surface here in terms of the evidence that's available for people but i would encourage anybody that's questioning it to really look into the details to look at the medical studies that have been done look at some of the research that has been done and don't just take it at face value i mean it it, it may seem benign you might say to yourself i'm not hurting anybody well you're hurting yourself and that's probably the crux of this whole thing and in the process of hurting yourself you hurt your family with your loved ones, and ultimately, as you were, you were just mentioned a moment ago, it has a ripple effect on society at, at large. People become dependent. They become counter, not counterproductive. They become unproductive. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we could hammer this point you know, in numerous different ways, but the, the, the downside of marijuana is clear. I think whether you want to believe it or not is another thing. But do look at the evidence. Do question whether or not you're being told the entire truth because what we've been told on the surface is, is not the not the truth. The whole are truth. people going to be able to find this if they, if oh, they uh, yeah. go on the it's internet? It's all over the it's, internet. It's, Here's a really good resource. There's a, door, a Dr. Nora Volkov from the National Institute of Drug Abuse. And she's, you know, she's done some really good videos that you can just Google her. Dr. Nora Volkov, yeah. National Institute of Drug Abuse. She says there's no debate. It's addictive and harmful to brain development. Yeah. She gives the statistics and she gives... Friends, which are very troubling. Yeah, do your own research. I guess the bottom line yeah. is just to you know look look for the facts. You'll find them and make up your own mind. Yeah. And um, well, we're going to move into a break here in just a moment or two. When we come back, we'll focus a bit on the spiritual consequences. So far, we've been talking about basically the the, the psycho, yeah, you know, social, yeah, impact, the mental, physical, and the mental, et cetera. But I think the spiritual consequences are even greater. Well, I think they're even more devastating. I mean, yeah. if you really know what's happening spiritually, you'll just go like that alone, let alone the physical stuff. Yes, and you want a clear mind, a clear, yeah. heart, a clear heart, and a clear soul. Well, please stay with us. We're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, we'll talk more about the spiritual consequences of marijuana. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. 
Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everyone. I'm glad you stayed with us. Today, we're talking about marijuana. And in our first segment, we kind of touched the um, physical issues of uh, marijuana smoking and what it does to your brain, to your body, to your cells. Did we mention the memory? Did we mention (laughs) (laughs) that? Did I forget that? (laughs) I think we did. I think we did. Okay, good. And uh, for this segment, we're going to go into the spiritual consequences of, um, you know, having marijuana in, in in your being and um, do we really know and understand what's at stake vis-a-vis our soul and our soul's blueprint when we smoke marijuana? Mm. I mean, there's got to be an effect here mm-hmm. that you had mentioned nearly early on in the first segment that part of what we seek is something that the masters tell us is, a, is our soul's desire to connect with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. with our higher selves, mm-hmm. and eventually to find our way home through the ascension. So there's that part of us that thinks, well, perhaps this is a way to get there. And a lot of people have used drugs. They use the excuse that, oh, I feel more spiritual when I'm high. But the truth is, that's a very temporary and a very negative way to really look at it because ultimately you're getting low, not high. <laughs> and the reason you feel spiritual in that initial moment is because the light is being released from your spiritual centers, from your chakras. And so it's, as it's coming out, you're feeling it. Mm-hmm. But then you don't have it anymore. It's gone. And then you feel low and depleted. So you have to take it again to get the same effect, but next time you need more, and then you need more. And that's the definition of addiction. You know, it's interesting you mention that because we've talked about this concept of losing light in many of our shows in the past. And when we've focused on alcohol, for example, or some other kinds of issues, you know, rock music, it does feel good initially. I mean, you, the light is awakened in some way, but then it's lost it's released and it is not something that we're actually fostering here. We're wasting, we're squandering it. And it's moving. It's moving out, though, instead of in, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think so that's a very important point to make here is that the spiritual consequence is losing light. Well, can I just, just read you a description from Elizabeth Clare Prophet? She's written a fantastic book in the Climb the Highest Mountain series called Paths of Light and Darkness. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there is a section there all about the effects of marijuana. I'm reading from page 20. And she says... Here are the spiritual effects. The crown chakra 
the third eye and the throat chakra are all involved. You think about it, you're using mm-hmm. that substance. These are the upper chakras that are being involved in the use of marijuana. So we find that the clouding of the brain with the substance of marijuana and its chemical derivatives fills the cells of the brain with a substance whereby the light of God cannot be contained within those cells. Now, cells are cups. Within the cells, we actually contain our cosmic consciousness, so the cells are meant to be cups of light. The cosmic consciousness is everywhere in our body. It's not just in our heart or mind or soul. It's in every chakra and every cell. But when you use marijuana, it results in the persistent poisoning of the deep centers of the brain necessary for the awareness of pleasure. It poisons the part of brain that allows us the full awareness of being alive. Could so re- think about that. Could you read that again? That, yeah, that's a very that is important unbelievable. Point. The use of marijuana results in the persistent poisoning of the deep centers of the brain necessary for the awareness of pleasure. It poisons the part of the brain that allows us the full awareness of being alive. Mm. So a marijuana user will actually begin to be unable to experience pleasure to the fullest and that makes them want to constantly pursue pleasure because they aren't quite realizing the full satisfaction of life. So it becomes an ever-receding goal. And then what happens is the marijuana users believe it's harmless because they don't perceive the difficulties because they're destroying the very parts of the faculties of perception which they would even know that there was a difficulty in the first place. So it's not just destroying the physical senses, it's destroying the senses of the soul. And this is the most subtle danger of marijuana. The user is rendered incapable of detecting the changes in himself, so he ends up turning around and defending the very thing that is killing him. him. Wow. Now, that totally leads into the whole conspiracy thing, but I will leave that for later. But I just wanted to just bring that up. No, I I think it's, it's... It's very worthwhile to repeat as many times as we can the true consequences of this action. And it is something that people need to recognize they are responsible for. Whether they heard somebody tell them something that made it seem benign and safe and harmless and innocent, the truth is if they don't do their homework, they're accountable. Yeah. They can't, you know, I mean, ignorance is... is yeah, it's not bliss. <laughs> it's not bliss. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, you know, what, what I hear in what you're saying there is that we have to understand that there is a consequence. Every action has a consequence. This is karma. Yeah. And the karma of marijuana usage may not even visit us for a long time. In fact, perhaps until the, the, the consequences are irreversible. And I hate to say that, but in some cases it can go long enough where there's almost no way back. Hmm. You know, and what do you do? I mean, the spiritual consequence there, that's suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that? And I mean, that's really why St. Germain calls it the death drug. Yeah. Because it's so subtle, it's so insidious. I mean, everybody knows heroin and cocaine are the death drug. If you take that, you know, eventually the end result will be death. But this is way more subtle, way more insidious. There is a beast of entities and force fields and grids and darkness behind them. And, you know, the interesting thing is if you just smoke one joint a month, that's enough to keep it in the fatty tissues of the brain so that's continually being released. So you're basically in that fog for the whole month and then on to the next month. But you don't even, you're not even aware of it because of the effect of the drug itself. Yeah, and I think, you know, at the risk of beating a dead horse, do your homework. You know, anybody that's got that concern, if you've got children who are in that uh, milieu, you know, where, where it's acceptable or it's, there's no harm, no foul kind of mentality, 
just look at the facts. They're there. They're, they're not being hidden any longer. Fortunately, because of the Internet, these things are exposed. You can trust the information in certain circumstances. You know, so I think that what we can, what we, we can do is just say, be accountable. Yeah. yeah. Be accountable. And can I just talk about what it does to your spiritual centers, your spiritual chakras? Absolutely. Um, and again, this is from one of the Masters of Wisdom, Lord Lanto, and he basically warns us, if you attempt to force these spiritual experiences with these drugs, then it will start to literally tear open the petals of the flower of the soul from the budding center, which is your spiritual chakras. And one day you'll find the fallen petals at your feet, faded and dry, returning to dust. And, you know, you're losing actually your soul faculties, your soul capacities, which is really, you know, what you really want. People just really want to be happy. Mm -hmm. They just want to be having a good life and helping other people, but having that sense of, of, of bliss and wholeness and health within themselves but this is actually destroying the, even the vehicles, which is the spiritual centers, that can even hold the light. Do you, uh, do you bring any of this into the next incarnation if you don't make your ascension? Uh, well, just totally. like we bring our karma with us. So in your next life... You're, you're, you're going to have to stand face and conquer. Yeah. You're going to have to face yeah. the same forces, the same addictions, the same... And I think that's why some of us come into this embodiment going, not touching it, not touching it, been there, done that not happening because we have a soul memory. You know, this stuff is not new. It's ancient. It's ancient. This, this drug is not new. It was around on Atlantis and Lemuria. It's come back in. And many of the people that are promoting it were the leaders, or you could say the false priests on the high priests on Atlantis and Lemuria that were promoting the same thing. They had cut off their own connection with God. They couldn't get the light through their I am presence and Holy Christ self because they'd cut themselves off through disobedience. So the only way they could get it was by getting everybody else to take the drugs and then the light that would be released, they would vampirize it. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah, there's another topic here that you bring up, and that is the soul's hunger can be experienced as a pain of separation. Mm. And in order to mask that pain or to numb it, we find different ways of doing that. You know, a lot of addiction is basically numbing that that pain, yeah. you know, that pain of separation. Yeah. And we recognize that because that's obviously where we, we started in bliss. We started in oneness with God and we became separated through our own choice. And then the, that separation has grown over time to become a real sore point. And so when we're following a path, a spiritual path, when we're invited to find the higher light, that awakening that we talk about, well, that's satisfying that soul hunger in a way that nothing physical can do and and you've just described very well the process of recovery which is being willing to go without the substance feel the pain and Mm. then say okay i can go through it i can go through that pain and there are spiritual tools and i have the light within me and i am a being of light and i have a higher self and accessing all of that you don't have to pay for any of that it's free (laughs) it's it's totally free but you have to find it within yourself rather than from without. Well, you know, I think we have to hasten also to add here that we're not uh, accusing anybody of, of being weak here in terms of, you know, what you may choose to do to mask or to ameliorate your pain. I mean, pain is, you know, I mean, as the Buddha said, mm-hmm. life is suffering. Mm-hmm. Well, it, we don't mean to make it appear that we're above mm-hmm. seeking any, any 
kind of um, palliative mm-hmm. to make the pain either go away or to feel more uh, you know, controllable mm-hmm. or we can handle it, we can live with it. I just want to make sure that people understand that what we're talking about here is a choice. And whether or not you choose to go with something that, that does this to your soul or not, you have that free will. That's the gift of God. And all we want to make sure you understand is that when you look at any kind of a question, don't just take it at face value. Don't just assume that people who are telling you one side of the story are telling you the truth or the entire or whole truth. There are other sides to this story. And our side, of course, we're very clear about the fact that from a spiritual point of view, we perceive this kind of a substance as a form of suicide. Mm-hmm. You are basically starving your soul of light. You're literally killing your opportunity to fulfill your cosmic, your, your, your spiritual blueprint. Mm-hmm. So in the long run, we'll get to this in the next segment because we'll be talking about the the force behind the conspiracy because mm. they don't want us to fulfill our divine blueprint. I, I was just wondering how hard is it for a person to make a decision to not do this anymore? I know with alcohol, you have to, uh, you have to actually not hang out at the bars anymore, get a whole new set of friends. If you don't go to church, you start going to church. And in other words, you have to, have to really like flip your life there's over. And there's a whole process. And so how, how easy, especially when these cups and these cells are telling you that there's nothing wrong with it, how hard is it to make that decision after, say, hearing this program to say, you know, I'm going to try to stop. I mean, I just finished reading three long segments in the Heart magazine by a reporter who had to have a near-death experience before he quit. <laughs> well, some, some nuts are harder to crack. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? think about it. Well, well we're going to talk about that at, toward the end of the program, what people can do. Well, we will for sure, but I think you do bring up one very important point, is that we are not alone. Yeah. That when you say, you know, what can we do, it's with the help of the masters, with the angels, the elementals, with the whole, the whole spiritual playground that we can be in you know we're, we're not alone yeah and i think that that's a really important thing to remember because in pain a lot of times we feel very alone nobody knows my pain nobody understands what i'm going through right. it feels very personal very 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 lonesome but we're not ever isolated god is right here the light is within us it is not some you know it's not arms it's distance not way away yeah. it's right here right now right we can now. access it we can we can employ it we can use it to our benefit yeah, and that, and that's just part of the great delusion. You know, in, in the end, all of this is just Maya and delusion, and it can melt like an ice cube on the hot pavement. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so much hope. There's yeah. so much hope. Good. And on that on that note, let's take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes, and we'll continue our discussion of marijuana, the spiritual implications, and other things. Be with us. Thank you. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. 
By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep, personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we are talking about marijuana, the physical consequences, the spiritual consequences. And in this segment, we'd like to at least delve into the force behind the uh, acceptance or the, I don't know what to call it acceptance exactly, but the, the moves to legalize pot, the uh, idea that it's harmless, I, I'm not hurting anybody, it's all very benign and innocent and safe. It's my body. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's the reasoning, it's the serpent mind, if you will, that is kind of trying to convince us that everything, you, you will not surely die. Yeah, if we remember those <laughs> famous words. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about who is behind the conspiracy. Who is it who is promoting this idea that this is safe and, and there's no problem here at all? Who is stands to, to gain the most from our being ignorant? Mm-hmm. You want to go there? Yeah, the, <laughs> that, there's various levels to that. Yeah, you, the short answer is is the false hierarchy and the fallen angels who have separated themselves from the light. And they are in embodiment and out of embodiment. And the way that they work is at the very level of the individual. And that involves the word entities. We've talked about them before. Well, so wait a minute, just to make sure we're clear on this. They need our light. They need our light. Because they don't have any they of their own. They don't have any of their own. So this is one of the strategies you're saying yes. for them to get it. Yes, okay. this is one of the strategies of light and darkness. And this is why this particular drug 
conspiracy and marijuana and leading into the the heavier drugs is covered in Elizabeth Clare Prophet's book, The Paths of Light and Darkness, because that's really what it's about. It is a conspiracy, and it's not just from mm-hmm. the 60s and, and up into our century. It is an ancient one. It's, it's called an ancient drug conspiracy, and it goes back to Atlantis mm-hmm. and Lemuria. When the fallen angels were separated from God, they separated themselves out, and uh, they couldn't get the light, so they had to derive ways and devise ways of getting the light of the common man who was still connected to his higher self. So like vampires. Vampires is a very good description, or leeches is a very good description <laughs> mm-hmm. of the marijuana entity. Because when you get hooked on marijuana, the entity, which is a grid or force field of darkness on the astral plane, it integrates itself within your own four lower bodies, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, within your chakras. It sort of embeds itself and mm-hmm. inserts itself. It gets in within the bloodstream and the nervous system, and you start to become its mouthpiece. You become a tool of it. It takes your light. Every time you light up mm-hmm. and you release light, where does that light go? It's gone from you, but they take it up, and it starts to build big grids and force fields in the astral plane. And these become mass entities, not just your little 40 or 50 entities that you have, but they all connect the other entities of everybody else that's smoking, Mm -hmm. and it forms a mass entity, a grid. And you can place it over a city, and it just infects and affects everyone. And so it's, it, it, is a, it is a vast conspiracy. You're just striving to be the instrument and mouthpiece of God in your Christ self, but it's producing the opposite. Well, besides taking our light, what else do they have to gain? Um, I, and I'm sort of a loaded question. I think one of the things that we have spoken of many times in this show is that there is this conspiracy to deprive us of our birthright. Mm. So light, yes, of course, that's a very essential component of the core of that birthright. But our ability to go back on that path to, to, re, to reaffirm our oneness and eventually ascend to become reunited in the heart of God, that's what they're preventing. Yeah, and the reason they're doing this is um, we're, they're not going to heaven. You know, <laughs> the fallen angels are not going to heaven. They've already made their choice. It is possible for them to come back, but it's going to be a long road. So they've made that choice. What they've then decided is, okay, if I'm not going home, nobody is. And they are trying to prevent every single soul of light from returning to God in the ritual of the ascension. Mm-hmm. That's their goal. It's, a, it's beyond just the destroying of your life and the, and the misery that it's created, but it's, it's a very determined and very definite plot or plan or yeah. conspiracy, you could call it. And addiction, or, and addiction behavior is yeah. a great way to do that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to hell and I'm going to bring everybody I can with me. Boy, now, that's, a, that's a very definitive psychology <laughs> right there. There's it? a movie to make. There's a oh movie my gosh. Yeah. Just that whole visualization of what you just <clears throat> described. Well, you know, many of these <laughs> leaders, the, these people in and out of embodiment, They've been incarnated under a dispensation from the Lords of Karma that decreed that back on Atlantis and Lemuria, um, they introduced these drugs. And so it brought about the downfall of that mm-hmm. civilization, you know, the sinking of Atlantis and Lemuria. And so they've been kept out of embodiment for their part of sinking of Atlantis. And they had to reincarnate again before the Golden Age. So this is their last hurrah. This is their big effort. Mm-hmm. And they're going like, okay, we're back in embodiment now. And we're going to do whatever we can to bring the not only the people of light down, but the entire civilization down. Well, and not just addiction, but in this case, genetically um, 
complicated or compromised organisms are part of this whole thing, genetic engineering, I guess. Genetic so, engineering. So is this, their last, this is their last opportunity well, then, and then if they don't do the right things, then, then they go through the second death? Or well, well God, God used them to test the leadership of our generation, our nation, and every nation on earth. And uh-huh. the majority of the leadership have failed to pass those tests. Yeah, you know, and legalizing marijuana would be a massive failure of that test. So, we're starting to make this sound a bit hopeless, and I don't want to give that impression. <laughs> I think that as, as bad as things may seem on the surface, we've also discussed many times how it's a simple reversal to, to bring in a great golden age. It doesn't take many people to hold the balance for that, that vision. It does take awareness. You know, again, we've talked about this so yeah, many times. That, you know, you've got to be aware of the consequences of your actions. I mean, that's accountability at the highest and deepest level. And if you decide not to buy a certain product and everybody else decides not to buy that same product, that product will dry on the vine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be. Well, it's like the whole you know, anti-smoking movement. I mean, you know, there's little places in airports now where you just go and smoke, mm-hmm. and where it used to be you, know, you could smoke on planes. I, yeah. mean, I mean, all it takes is that little ray of wisdom which a program like this is, is attempting to introduce, mm-hmm. and then people go, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Not for me. All you have to do is make the decision for yourself one day at a time. Yeah. That's what recovery is all about. And then you just keep going and keep going, and you're going to make a mistake. Sure, you might slip back, but you just pick yourself up and keep going. And there's lots of spiritual tools that we're going to talk about that you can use mm-hmm. to help you. You support one another. You help one another. And, and particularly the younger generation, if they've got good role models, they'll, they'll do better. And it's just a matter of step by step, it can change overnight. You know, the masters say things can change in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, and I think we believe that. And, you know. and a planet got turned around, just a handful of people that held the balance for, uh, what was it, Venus? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> the violet, it was actually the violet, the violet planet. Oh, the violet planet. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a whole other subject. <laughs> it is. It is. It's another show. But it, but it, but it, it can be done. It can be done. And uh, what's that old? Um, was it an army commercials from years ago? Be all you can be. Yeah. Be all you can be. You know, yeah. at, the, at the bottom line, this is partly we have come here with with gifts and graces to be something greater than we maybe came in being. This is as we expand our souls. And fulfill our blueprint, the reason for being, and basically get to the point where we have done enough to ascend, we are, then we can become all we can be. All of these things we talk about are ways in which the fallen ones and others have put in our way so that we can't be all we can be, or at least it's going to make that road a lot harder. So partly, you know, this path of joy is make it easy. Make it easy on yourself. Mm. Keep a clear mind and a clear heart and a clear soul because that's ultimately what you want to have. Mm-hmm. That's where the expansion will truly occur. Hold on to your light. Or if you do share it, share it, share it openly with like-minded souls. You, you know, know the, the human spirit um, never gives up. I mean, you know, m- most of us, when we reach the ultimate challenge and you know, we get a horrific diagnosis or, or something happens to us, we, we just go, okay. You know, you get over the shock and then you just get in there and you dig in and you fight. And the human spirit wants to fight. It, yeah. it, has, it, is a, it is connected to the divine. It is a divine spirit. Have you seen portrayals of people who've been in oh. a, f- a mental fog? Maybe it's amnesia or something. And you can see the struggle. struggle. They're trying to put A and B together and they just qu- can't quite do it. That's how this sort of feels to me. If we're looking at the subject from a very long you know, view, we see people who are already 
issued challenges when they come into this lifetime to you know achieve certain things, to pass certain tests. And it needs everything they have to do it. So if something gets in the way of that, something that makes it more difficult to do it, that just makes life that much harder. You know, but, and when but, you, people but, are trying to get numb, they're getting foggy. They can't put those things together because they don't have the capacity. They've let themselves down. But the history of civilization is again and again, when the truth is heard, people respond. Light and later. they just go like, yes, I'm not, I'm not having this anymore. Yeah, it rings, it rings it a bell rings of a bell. truth. Yeah. yeah, and they will respond and they will be liberated. You know, I'm realizing as we're talking about this that I'm, I'm remembering a lot of my own personal history in living through the 60s in particular mm-hmm. and seeing people that I knew quite well, knew and loved, become a shell of their former selves to the point where they are almost unrecognizable mm-hmm. and they never did make it back. A couple of them are mm-hmm. not any longer with us because of that. And I realize that I'm feeling a bit of energy around it. Mm-hmm. This is my personal energy. This is not mm-hmm. meant to be something everybody has to adapt or adopt Mm. This is mine, but I can think of the, the waste. Mm. It, it just it bothers me. It makes me. I feel angry even now. I can feel it. This, seeing these great souls that I knew when they were six years old and innocent at sixteen and eighteen and twenty six, either dead or practically so. Well, they're probably in their twenties now because they've reincarnated and they've come back and they're going like, "Yes, uh, uh, I, can you only, hope. I can only hope." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, that's the sort of thing that a lot of us, you know, of our age and our generation, we saw it firsthand. We, we, we know the dangers. We know the downside. It's not something that's unknown to us. Right, but the mm. light is always greater than the darkness. You know, we these fallen ones are really just ants. They look very <laughs> large and looming, but visualize them as ants. They're nothing. Just stomp well, on them and keep going. Um, <laughs> stomp on them and keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, the masters can stomp on them. The angels yeah. can stomp on them. Let them, yeah. Right. We'll, yeah. Yeah, let, 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 let them uh, do the stomping. <laughs> Well, we'll do the calling. They'll do the stomping. So we're well, going to talk about the antidotes? <laughs> we are going to do that. We're going to talk about what you can do to um, turn the tables, if you turn will. Turn the tables. So we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back for our final segment, and we will discuss marijuana from the standpoint of the tools and techniques that you can employ to right the ship. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are. 
are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we're back once again on The Open Door. Thanks for staying with us. I'm here with Terry Kennedy, my co-host, and our guest today, Dr. Nearly Duffy. Mm-hmm. We're talking about marijuana and its various impacts and effects on our body, mind, and soul. And one of the ways that uh, we can counteract this is we're using the tools that the Ascended Masters have given us, including decrees, the violet flame. We'll talk about that in some more detail. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we realized, we were talking about this at the break, is that, and I was expressing to you all that I had some residual anger about some of the wasting that I saw back in the 60s of very good friends of mine and uh, narrowly reminded us that um, you've got to forgive. You know, that we don't want to get hooked into anger. We want to get angry at those that are causing this to happen, but instead rise above it. And be forgiving, um, you know, be that, that calm ocean, that, that calm center of the ocean. Mm. So anyway, I wanted to just, just kind of yeah. say that, but, you know, let's talk about what are the antidotes that uh, people can use personally for, you know, the drug itself or how they may feel about what's happening in society. Well, the first thing on the path to recovery is, as you said, Tom, it's, it's forgiveness. You know, you forgive yourself for getting duped or for going there or for, you know, mm-hmm. making your life not so good or, you know, your family's had troubles because you've been struggling with this. So the first thing is to realize, you know, okay, I forgive myself and I am of the light. I am a light bearer. I have light within me. I have a higher self. I have a mighty iron presence and a holy Christ self that I can walk and talk with and that there is a heavenly hierarchy that's there and ready to help you. So the first step is awareness, And the second thing is to just stop. Get whatever support or help you need to stop. You talked about changing your friends, changing your lifestyle, (laughs) you know, go go to addiction counselors, go to, you know, there's whole societies dedicated to helping people to stop. That's the first step, and the second step. And then you start using your spiritual tools. Fast and pray. The Bible talks about that. Mm -hmm. Fast and pray. You know, you fast from no longer taking in the substance. But if you fast once a week, that will enable the substance to be very quickly removed from your full old body. You know, I, I'm reminded of something. When you said that the first step is, you know, forgiveness and awareness. We have a tendency because in the, in the West, our uh, Christian orthodoxy suggests that we're worthless sinners. So when we look at a past yeah. history of addiction or whatever, we've realized we made some mistakes. What we're saying is you don't have to carry that into your present and into your future. Mm-hmm. Cut it off, let it go, forgive yourself, as mm-hmm. well as forgive any others that you feel may have contributed to this mm-hmm. situation. So be aware that you have that mm-hmm. choice mm-hmm. and be aware that you are not a worthless sinner. You are mm-hmm. a son or daughter of God who wants you home and this is a way to get there. God loves you. God loves you. And, so, and God's going to, he's forgiven you already. Before you even ask. Before you even ask. <laughs> so then number two yeah. Is change your, behavior. change your behavior. It's an obvious thing to say, yeah. but it starts some ways. Take that first step, whatever it may be. And if it's not you you're talking about, help somebody else take that first step. Yeah. By first forgiving them for any pain they may have caused you by their addiction, I forgive you. Let's, let's make this walk together and don't be sucked into sympathy. Mm. It's one of the things that is so subtle sometimes, but you can be compassionate. But sympathy is uh, agreement with limitation. Don't go there. Mm. You know. Exactly. So then the third step is... Use the tools that we have. Once you've made that determination to take that step in a new direction, then you can use the tools. We've talked about them many times. We'll talk about them again right now. Mm-hmm. That is yep. decrees. First of all, 
you know, just praying and decreeing, giving affirmations, using the violet flame, using the calls to mm-hmm. Archangel Michael. You're going to need protection. You absolutely need protection because these forces will try to come back after you when you're in the bliss of, you know, like, oh, I'm giving up. You know, I've been a day free. This is terrific. You know, they're, they're going to come back. They're going to be subtle. And you call for the protection of Archangel Michael every day. And you give one of his mantras, Lord Michael before, Lord Michael behind, mm-hmm. Lord Michael to the right, Lord Michael to the left. You know, you give a mantra. And then you use the violet flame. I am a being of the violet fire. fire. I, I am, am the, the purity, purity God, God desires. desires. Because you're going to be purifying not only your physical, mental, emotional, but your spiritual body, yeah. your spiritual centers, your aura. You're going to be getting rid of that THC out of your brain. It, and it, all gets, the f- it scrubbed, scrubbed yeah. out of the, uh, yeah. the cups uh, of, the of the cells, cells. right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So, you know, and... and and just find ways to get support. There's a lot of support out there. And you talked earlier about that sense of separation, you know, like I'm this miserable sinner. And so that sometimes stops you from even putting your head up ab- yeah. above the mud and going like, wait a minute, there is help out there. There are so many people that when you turn around and want to face the light and head towards the light, there is so much reinforcement. And I'm talking physical and I'm talking about embodied angels that are going to help you, not the bad kinds, but the good kinds. Mm-hmm. And I'm also talking about um, heavenly help. You know, the archangels and the angels are just so ready to help you, but they need a call. They need you yeah. to say, okay, help me in the name of the Christ. Help me. I'm trying to get out of this marijuana addiction. I'm trying to get out of this mess I'm in. Help me. Show me what I need to do next. And it, just by saying those few words right. in your own words in your own speech, you know, you're giving them the authority. They'll say, okay, I'm, I've been waiting for this for a while. I'll yeah. send the troops, send the reinforcements. So are there cool. these drug programs where uh, somebody can get a sponsor? So that's that phone, that's yeah. that one phone number that yeah. you can always call and yeah. that person will be there for you. Yeah. Well, and then who, who can you always call who will be there for you? Yeah. Well, the you, angels. The angels, the archangels. They, they will not act against your free will. They no. require that you call to them. You request their presence. All you've got to do is do that and they will rush to you. Yeah. Mm. They will be there for you. By the way, I want to mention that we have a free book on Violet Flame to Heal Body, uh-huh. Mind, and Soul. Mm. Yeah. And I'd like all of you to have it who don't already have it. And I'll give you the very simple link to get your own copy. This is a free download. And that is tsl.org slash Violet Flame Book. That's tsl.org slash Violet Flame Book. It's a small little pocket guide, not very big. I guess that's redundant. <laughs> it's a small, tiny little um, book. But, but little keys open big doors. Oh, it's, it's, it's a huge exactly right. game changer. It's a huge life changer. Yeah. So, we, we have people calling us all the time yeah. saying how beneficial the Violet Flame is and how it's changed their life. Well, we just a moment ago so, sort of spontaneously gave you one of the decrees, yeah. which is, you know, I am a being of violet, violet fire. fire. I, I am, am the purity God, God desires. desires. Now, you can do that for somebody else. Mm. Bob is it's a being of violet, violet fire. fire. Bob, Bob is, is the purity God desires. desires. So you have at your disposal these tools that do not require a lot of practice, although they would benefit yeah. greatly from being practiced, but it doesn't take long to learn them. And, of course, so there are some decrees that are very long, but if you get into this, you'll, you'll learn to love those too. But, you know, basically you can say one statement. You know, Archangel Michael, help me, help, help me, me, help me. me. 
when you're in duress, when you're under a state of attack, you feel that oppression, you feel that greater force field of addiction kind of revisiting you or somebody you know. Archangel Michael, help me, help me, help me. It, it brings him immediate response and support and protection and comfort as well as legions of angels who are just sitting there waiting for you to call. So I just want to make sure that as a technique goes, that's an easy one to do. That Provide is a, a flame is an easy one to do. And if there's anybody out there right now feeling tempted, you know, yeah. you just say, Archangel Michael, help me. I'm feeling tempted. Remove this from me. Take mm-hmm. this substance from me. I don't want it anymore. Please, by the grace of God, help me. Yeah. Amen. That's um, it. I, it. Really, and that's That's it. simple. You mentioned breath earlier yes. uh, before we started the show. Uh, can you expand on that? Well, I think that, you know, the, the, the breath is just like, you know, more prana. Mm-hmm. It's the life force as experienced through the breath, the in and the out. Um, when we are compromising our breath, whether it's smoking cigarettes or smoking marijuana or anything else that's ingested in that particular manner, we're compromising our prana. It becomes dulled, it becomes thick, and it, it, it's not as enlivened and as enlivening as it should be. So a good breathing exercise will help to... Uh, That's another great technique, yeah. Breathing yeah. exercises, a lot of people understand how breathing works in meditation, for oh, example. And just stop and take a deep breath before yeah. you make that wrong decision. What do they call that? Cleansing breath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah breathing deep to the nose. yoga cleansing breath. Yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, just... And I'll tell you, um, that is how I quit smoking. Cigarettes. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I smoked for years. I quit because I focused on my breath. And whenever I felt that desire for a cigarette... Mm. I took a clean, deep breath, and instantly that, that craving was gone. Mm. It took a while. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen the first time, but I got into the practice of doing that, so it became automatic. And uh, Well, you're unwinding the coils of the addiction. Yeah. So this is a new day for everyone listening. This is a new day. This is the beginning of a new day. Of a new day. Yeah, same for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every been, day is a new day. This has been a good show. This is—I oh, yeah. mean, it's a heavy topic, but you know, there's a lot of joy in knowing that you are made of God. But it's <laughs> so hopeful. I mean, there's it so is. much hope. There is, and I, I don't know, want anybody to come away from this program not feeling a great sense of hope. Many times we try to stress the fact that this is a joyful path because it's a path of freedom. Mm. It's a path of consciousness, liberation, and awakening. You know, so I mean, this is something that part of the awakening is awakening to your own. Awakening to the light within. Awakening to the light within. But what, what I wanted to say was awakening to your own desire sometimes to find that way home and use the right tools. Yeah. Use the right techniques. Don't get sucked into thinking that certain thing that just because others are using it is necessarily going to be the best way for you to go. I, just, I know I've said this about 10 times today. Do your homework. Look into the facts. Make sure you understand that if, it, if marijuana is something that either appeals to you or you think it's innocent and, and, and harmless – just make sure you know what you're doing before you do anything because it could be the start of a long path down the wrong direction. So in the meantime, joyful path, mm-hmm. happiness, freedom, liberation, mm-hmm. consciousness. Mm-hmm. What else you want to say about it? Well, <laughs> people should contact us at TSL, at webradio at mm-hmm. tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org, and we will get back with them. We will. And I want to thank all those people that wrote in wanting mm-hmm. the link to the Quan Yin Dictation that we mentioned a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were happy to send those to you. And in the meantime, it's time to go, isn't it? It is. So as we like to say, though, the upward path may be difficult. The rewards are, are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. 
For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.